I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I am Eric. And I'm Dennis. That's Dennis Halnan. He's one of the uh, engineers at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online the 9 o'clock hour is easier than 10. Um, the numbers are 800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC. If you want to get on and ask any technology questions, we'll do our best to help you out. I know you're out there all blowing leaves thanks to the fact that they're all down now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, we're here in the studio here to help you out and uh, feel free to get online and we'll do our best. So as usual and customary, we have uh, technology news we want to share with you. And uh, what do you got there, Dennis, first? Oh, we have a uh, classic scenario mm. from... Robinhood, yes. that famous uh, trading app that everybody loves. Mm, yeah, the to one. Hate. Yeah, the <laughs> one that actually stopped you, stopped people trading on the meme stocks. Remember right. the meme stocks when, yeah. when GameStop was going up, yeah. and all the kids were like, "Oh, I'm going to make a mint," and they stopped them from trading. And suddenly, no one could make a mint on them yeah. anymore. Yeah, interesting. Well, it seems that they've got a little trouble in house over there. Mm, at yes, Robin they do. Hood. Uh, they were hacked. But not through, you know, like a technological exploit. They nope. had a social engineering hack where uh, bad guys got a hold of some information by getting a hold of some of their administrative controls Right. Uh, that they were handed on a silver, silver platter. platter by someone who said, oh, sure, you call me up and ask for this. Well, here you go. Yeah. I don't even know who you are, but you can have it. Well, you sound like and you sound like a guy who knows what he's talking about, right? So that's yeah. what they did. You know, I always joke on the air here asking people their passwords. That's kind of what they did. They called in and acted like they were an admin level IT person at Robinhood and the guy's over their gate. Oh, yo, okay, Bob, this is you. All right, sure. Here's the information you need. Go ahead and log in. And they took 7 million um, customers', customers data. Yeah. yeah. So that's not good news if you're over there at Robinhood. And the funny thing is, if there is a funny thing, you look at all the, you know, we're in, a, we're in the IT world trying to help financial planners stay secure or trying to help sure. military stay secure. Manufacturers are making parts for all sorts of crazy things. And um, all these guys did was call up the company and say, hey, I need access to everything. Okay. <laughs> Here you go. Um, so it looks like, you know, you do all that work to try to secure stuff. And, you, and this is a technology company, right, Dennis? Right. Robinhood's a purely an app 
technology well, company. Right. This is not just some guy who happens to be a financial planner, you know, in solo practice, right. trying to figure out the technology and how to secure it. These are technology people right. who should know better. Well, that's our point. Um, yes. Our point. My point is that they don't. Well, um, right. They should know they better. They should know better. They don't. No. IT people are just as fallible as anybody else. The problem is it's the front the front line is not managed by IT people. Those are they were engineered, right? They called in. So mm-hmm. some some person answering the phone passes it over to the next person and then the next person gets to that person and all of a sudden you're and, in the system. And all they've got to do is get that phone call passed to enough people to find right. the one who's dumb enough to just hand over the keys to the kingdom. Right. So, all right, that's another hmm. typical news story. In other news, I found uh, something out there that was in the news a little while back. So, Missouri, yes, the whole state of Missouri, the entire state, <laughs> apologized to 600,000 teachers. For, these are former teachers and current teachers who had their social security numbers and private info exposed. So, Missouri's Department of Elementary and Secondary Education is offering. 620,000 former and current teachers, 12 months of credit identity theft monitoring. Hmm. Um, Now, what happened was they literally had this certification database that was available online so that you could, you know, know whether or not the teacher was certified. Okay. The problem was it was easy to to get into it and look at other teachers than the one you're putting in. So you could actually kind of stroll around within the app and find – you know, teacher A, teacher B, teacher C, and all their information. And this huh. this was found out by a um, a newspaper, right? The the Post Dispatch, right? Figured this out. Famous paper, it is. And they told the Missouri folks, "Hey guys, you got a problem here." And then they the, the folks uh, in the government fixed it. And then the Post Dispatch, of course, reported on it. Mm-hmm. And the governor. This is why we need technology people in in politics, and we got to stop dealing with dinglings like this guy. Mike Parsons uh, claimed that they that the, that the uh, paper hacked the um, <laughs> website. Nobody, it's how you configured it, man. You put it out there. All the paper did was tell you you had an issue, and then report on the issue. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And the guy fundraised on it, made eighty five grand acting, oh. you know, like it's some you know throwing his hands up and blaming the the newspaper. And in this case, the newspaper did it the right way. Yeah. And unfortunately, too many politicians we have do not know how the sausage is made. They don't know how technology works, right. and they're making laws and, and configuring this stuff poorly. Right. And uh, all I'm saying is, any IT people out there. I know politics is ugly and disgusting, and who wants to get into it? But we need smart IT people in there. We do. Less lawyers, nothing against lawyers. We need more IT people who know how this stuff works. <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. To, to, to run for office, because when you got a guy like that blaming the blaming the messenger, that's yeah, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Oh. So uh, we'll put the link up there. You can read it. Um, take a look at it. That's not hacking, guys. When you leave it wide open, all he did was that's whoa. true. You're right. That is not hacking. No. Just going into a website and looking at stuff. It's is there. Not hacking. You're making it available. <laughs> uh, so, what else you got, Dennis? Well, uh, we have a problem with uh, with uh, what are called watering hole attacks yeah. that are targeting Apple device users. Uh oh. This is both ios or iphone and ipad and mac os oh boy and google blew the whistle on this Mm -hmm. Uh, there are hackers that were using what they did originally to start was to compromise some websites that they wanted to monitor yeah and then as 
you know, people were going to the websites, they would collect those users' information and find out what they're doing on the site and all of this. Mm. Now, what makes this, you know, this is a big deal. I mean, compromising websites and tracking users to them is a problem. It is, but it's not Uh, unusual. No, but what this was was uh, some websites in Hong Kong Mm -hmm. that were being uh, hosted by... The communist government? Yeah, well, communist government in Hong Kong. <laughs> well, no, the actual China. Uh, China. <laughs> right. uh, but it, it looks like whoever was hacking it was trying to get dirt on dissidents mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Right. And they were doing it by, by again, anchoring themselves to websites that they knew those kinds of people would go to. Gotcha. That's why they refer to it as a watering hole attack. It's yeah. like putting a mic to bug the water cooler at work so mm. that you hear all the juicy conversations. Gotcha. So interesting. Yeah. So yeah. we'll put a link up here. If you're running Mac or iOS iPhone type devices, you can see what can happen. Yes. You're not impervious. That's true. So, all right. Very good. Interesting. Anything else you want to bring up, Dennis? We got a few more minutes. Well, uh, Microsoft is playing games yes. with people again. Always. You remember back in the nineties when they released, uh, Internet Explorer made it part of the operating system. It said it was inextricably a part of the operating system, right? And, and made must- it made it so that you could, for a while made it so that you could not make any other browser the default browser right. on your computer. Netscape well, went after them for that. You know that was what twenty five years ago. Yeah. Okay. When we well, started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I started, well, actually, yeah, after I started, but anyway. <laughs> now, what happened is with Windows eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, they invented a special protocol mm. uh, to handle certain links, such yep. as the ones in their own uh, news widgets and weather widgets, yep. um, that would cause those links to open only in Microsoft Edge. That's their browser now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you click them now, uh, a while back, somebody came up with a with a little tool called Edge Deflector, where you could install that in your computer, and what it would do. It was it would cause those links to open in whatever your default browser was nice. instead of in Edge, because you want to have control over your own computer, Wouldn't don't that be you? Nice? Yeah. yeah, I'd kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Microsoft in the latest uh, release of Windows, uh, it's actually a pre-release right now, but mm-hmm. assuming it will be, it will trickle out to the released version in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. They have closed that loophole. They broke that program, huh? They broke that, and apparently they've pretty well locked down that protocol so that the guy that came out with Edge Deflector can't, he says he he has no way to get around this latest revision. Amazing. And he shut down the product. Right. And again, you've got the same problem where they're forcing you to use their browser. Right. And of course, what's going to happen when you open their browser? They're going to start collecting data on you. If you've got Chrome or, well, that plus, (laughs) if you've got Chrome or Firefox that you prefer, that you've made your default, Mm -hmm. it's going to tell you to change to Edge, and it's going to bug you and bug you and bug you and bug you and bug you until you do it, or they might even release another revision to Windows that just does it as soon as that link is launched. Poof. Yeah. Edge is now your default browser. Wouldn't put it past And it's just... Like I said, it's a browser shades mandate. of 25 years ago. I mean, yeah. they don't learn. 
They don't learn. They don't learn. All right, guys. Well, we're going to try to help you guys learn. We'll put these links up here for you for you to uh, t- check out over at computertalkwithtab.com. Uh, Larry's in Middletown on the line, so hang on. We'll get to you, Larry, after the break. And three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. Wow, Justin doesn't even give me any music. I don't know. He's very harsh. We're back. <laughs> this is Computer Talk with Tab. <laughs> I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. <laughs> All right. And uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And uh, feel free to get online. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's get right to your calls. You've been nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. going to go to Larry in Middletown first, as I promised. What's going on, Larry? Well, good morning. Uh, good morning. Eric, I appreciate your time. So sure. I bought a new computer, and I guess I'm looking for a quick and easy way to transfer items from my old computer to my new computer. Mm. I was thinking about using an Ethernet cable, as they both have Ethernet, but it gets a little complicated with, uh, you know, with the networking and all that. Right. And so, yes. um, uh, and I have a follow-on question after you answer. That. <laughs> okay. Well, you can't just use an Ethernet cable; it would have to be a crossover, and it's not much. It's too much trouble to configure yeah. a point-to-point connection like that without a switch in the middle. So we wouldn't tell you to do it that way. Right. Uh, and there's nothing quick and easy about computers, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll give you the bad news now. But the, the way I would approach it would be, it would kind of give you two things. It would give you a backup and a way to transfer your data. Maybe buy an external hard drive, plug it into your old computer in the USB port, and copy whatever data you want to migrate over. You can't move, you can't move programs, but you can copy the data. So you can just copy your pictures, your documents, or what have you from whatever folders they're in. And then plug it into your new computer, make a directory called Larry Stuff, or whatever you want to call it, and then copy it back. That's pretty quick and easy, but then you still have to reinstall your software. No way to get around that. Pretty much, yes. Um, there are some software tools that will help you with this, mm-hmm. um, including one that I have used. It's EasyUS To Do PC Trans. It went by another name a couple of years ago, the last time I used it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a free version, yep. and that free version may help you. But like Eric said, even if you use the free version, all you're doing is moving your data. You still have to reinstall your programs. Right. And uh, 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 we can have Mike G put a link to that up. Okay, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, that's that software is Chinese software, though. Be, yeah, in, you got to be a little disclosure. careful. Well, that kind of follows on my next question. So yeah. I really enjoyed a mechanical keyboard anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you familiar <laughs> with mechanical keyboards? Yeah, they got a nice click to them. They have a nice feel to them. Oh, yeah. Well, what I like about it is that, uh, one, it's a 61 key, so it's a mini keyboard. But uh, you can also reconfigure the keyboard to, uh, you know, change the, the layout. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, the mechanical keyboard is made in China, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you have software that you have to use to reconfigure the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, key loggers are, you know, uh, that would be the ultimate key logger, right? Yes, it would be. Yes. So how do I, how do I get around <laughs> my concern of, uh, of it sending key logged information to some server that told me the keyboard. Uh, so you can't. I don't see any way to get around it. You can't get your concern. We can't get around that concern, and I don't blame you for your concern. 
um, there is that is the tool that you've got there, right? And you, if it's a Chinese product and you have to use a, a software to configure it, you're exactly right to be concerned. But you could be, you could use it for any product, right? Any manufacturer could load something on that tool. That's true. And that's the issue that we're all dealing with as computer users. Um, so I'll never be able to say I'll give you a way to feel better about it because there's so many examples of chips and things that have been placed on equipment coming out of China, manufactured out of China. Like Supermicro had a recent issue where they were putting little chips that the Supermicro folks didn't spec on the motherboard. And there was a couple chips that were on there like, hey, what's that? I'll put the link up there if you want to read about it. Um, so when you have it manufactured overseas like that, you have less control. So right. I, I, I can't... I can't dissuade your concern. Sorry, Larry. Um, so you're you work in IT for corporations where yes. people log in from their own PC, and I guarantee you, some and more and more are going to be using, you know, uh, mechanical keyboards and mm-hmm. keyboards made overseas. How are you kind of deterring that? Or we're not. This- we're not. So the. The specs that we're working on are NIST specs. These are NIST 800-171 for security compliance or CMMC specs. Those specs don't talk about the type of hardware you should or should not use. No. Um, even recently, our government was trying to dissuade our access to Huawei, you know, that Chinese uh, technology company, uh, you know, as far as even using switches in here in, in America for 5G networks, right? And so we're way, way behind as a country as far as what you should or should not use. All of our manufacturing, whether it's an Apple device or the PC device, it's all Taiwanese, Chinese. You know, it's not being made in America anymore. No. Um, so we're kind of giving up the farm there, Larry, um, I think. And again, it's back to my comment earlier about politicians not understanding how the technology works. They need to yeah. consider this stuff. I know it sounds, we used to always joke about it. We've got our tinfoil hats on, but no. <laughs> our hats are our hats are made of like, they're tinfoil with a nice leather liner inside. Um, <laughs> because it's crazy going on. What's crazy is, go, is what's going on out there. And your, your question is a good one. Um, yeah. I don't have an answer for you. We don't. Um, but it is a problem. And I think we are definitely more exposed than we think we are. Okay. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time and... Uh I'll look for the post uh, for the links that you put up. Very good, Larry. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you for calling. Bye bye. Um, But yeah, it's he has a good question, right? So all this when you talk about manufacturing, I'll put that super micro article up. It goes back a few years. Um, Little chips, little extra chips on the on the on the server motherboards. Um, They had it too. I think I want to say it was an IBM issue too, where the IBM um, servers would have some extra hardware on there and I can find that. Yeah, that as well. that was I think that was quite a while ago right back when uh, Lenovo mm. was still building the servers for IBM right. when IBM was still in the business of selling servers. Right. And Lenovo is That was another, a while back. It's a and Chinese company. Chinese company, yeah. So, you know, we're kind of giving up the farm here when it comes to this stuff. Um got to be careful. Justin, what do we got a minute? Oh, a minute and a half. All right, so I'm going to get a question in here. We're going to go to uh, John and Higginham next. Hey, John, get your question in. We're going to have to answer it after the news. What's, what do you got? Okay, I was the guy who called a couple of weeks ago about a, a Dropbox dropping me. Yeah, yeah. You asked me to call back with an update. So. Yeah, yeah, please. I'll wait after the news, okay? Oh, uh, yeah, so it's a long, it's a <laughs> long story, huh, John? <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story, it sounds like. So, so this before the news here... Refresh the issue here. Dropbox just dropped you. Right? You had your data was out there. You had used your data. To, it was back, being backed up out on Dropbox, and you couldn't get access to it. Right? Absolutely. They claimed yeah. that I 
that there were some postings that were terroristic in that in um in the data in the data, in the data right right because I, I never did anything like that right so we'll talk so. we'll talk to you after the news to find out how you got access to your data again but thank you for calling back so hang on okay oh, yeah okay all right so we're going to talk to john and higginham about his dropbox issue we have one line open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You guys heeded my warning and are all online at 9 o'clock. That's good. Way to go. That's good. Woo. You all were calling in at like uh, 1030, and we're like, wait, did everybody just wake up in Connecticut? So feel free to get online. We'll do our best. Everything we've talked about so far has been posted by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com or on Facebook. If you follow us over on uh, Facebook, if you like Tab Computer Systems, it'll get into your news feed automatically as long as Zuckerberg deems it worthy. And, of course, we're over at the WTIC Facebook page. You can check us out live or broadcasting live and ask a question there, too. We'll be right back. <laughs> we are back. Ah, <laughs> uh, Justin, we're gonna, we are going to learn to work together, aren't we? <laughs> we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. <laughs> Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We're going to go to your calls. We're on with John in Higginham, who had his Dropbox locked because Dropbox felt the data he had in his Dropbox had some sort of terrorist, uh, I don't know. What, what, was the, what was the reasoning? Terrorist activity. Terrorist activity. Um, they locked you out. Uh, yeah, it showed, they said that it showed um, a mass execution in a public square. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah, ugly, ugly. And I said that—that that is a baloney. So I tried one more time after talking with you, and I got another boilerplate response saying, "Sorry, but uh, no luck." So mm-hmm. what I did was I got in touch with Clark Howard. Oh, I'm not oh, sure the website yeah. or, or his broadcast. Right. But I sent him my story. A couple of days later, I get a call from uh, Clark Howard, a young lady producer. Yeah. She said to me she'd like my permission to forward my request for for a resolution to a WFSB, or no, WSB television producer by the name of Leah Dunn. All right. I said, absolutely. So then I get a call from Leah saying I'm going to be in contact with Dropbox. If I don't have any luck, would you be willing to do a Zoom interview with me? Nice. I said, absolutely. I'd be delighted to do it. All right. The very next day, I get a letter from Dropbox saying... You're all set. <laughs> uh, interesting. <laughs> they didn't want you getting interviewed on television. <laughs> I, I suppose that that's what it was. But the point is, uh, they they fixed it, and this time it wasn't a boilerplate answer. It was actually from a woman yeah. who said, interestingly enough, they I, I asked them to just delete those videos, but they didn't delete them. They just denied the opportunity to share them. For, for whatever reason. But you anyway. said, so, so wait a minute, John. So the, the, you did have videos on there that was showing that well, type of they, thing? They claimed the content was confirmed, they said, by mm. a member of our highly trained team. Gotcha. Based on your email below, I was in contact with email, mm-hmm. our team looked further at your account mm-hmm. and did not identify any indication of malicious activity. Ah, gotcha. So they were wrong. They were mistaken. Uh, yes. Precisely. They were mistaken. So but the, but, anyway... So your point here that they fixed this for you with the with the media's help, which is great. Um, I, I suspect they really don't want people to know that they're looking at your stuff. Yeah, right. right. I mean, that's really the moral of the story is here. When you put it up in the cloud, wait a minute, their highly trained team is looking at my stuff. Ooh, I, right. I thought when I put stuff on the cloud, it was secure, right? Secure. Now it turns they, out it may they, not be. 
they answered, they said, we obviously do not have complete control and visibility into your account oh, and devices. <laughs> so if you have ongoing um, concerns, we encourage you to make that uh, the following appropriate. Uh, and they gave me a couple of links to contact in the event that something like this happens again, mm. huh. which I hope that, that, I, that I don't. I'm, I'm concerned about just the security of the cloud yeah. and uh, yeah. how you can lose your life, literally. Yes. My wife said to me, this is almost like McCarthyism back in the 50s, only now I'm not a communist, I'm a terrorist. Well, that's a good point, right? So if, you, if they think you've got something on there they don't want you to have, that's right. they take away all your stuff. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I don't mind, they were, they'd, I'd be delighted to take it. I don't want that stuff even no. anywhere near associated with me. No, of course you don't. For them, to, for them to shut me down without any explanation, without any comment, without anything, just shut me down. I couldn't get in. And that was a paid service you were having, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. $129 a year. Yeah, that, that's what people have to remember here, too. You were not just using Dropbox's free level of service. You were a paying customer of them. Right, and, and they didn't exactly. care. It took you yeah. having to go to guys like Clark Howard, which are awesome, and, and other yeah. media outlets. Sorry, I never thought I had that. I wouldn't even have crossed my mind that we would have any kind of power I like that, John. Um, so uh, next time anybody calls with that kind of thing, I'll try that too. You know, um, <laughs> why not? You know, but I'm glad Clark could, could help you out, and I'm glad you brought it to our attention and uh, our listeners' attention. And, and think about it, guys, when you stick it out there in the cloud, if that's your only copy. And, right. and they right. deem you unworthy all of a sudden for whatever reason. Or in the case we brought this up before, a guy called Kim.com. Right. He actually had servers where he was backing up people's data like John, but also right. backing up copy or, or having copywritten material on his servers that were, of course, then, you know, FBI is all on, on that type of case. Oh, yeah. They took all of his servers, his, right. his legitimate Everything. clients and his and the uh, copywritten stuff took all of it. Right. So who are you working with, right? Who... Who are you working with when you put it in the cloud? Is it, you know, if you think Enron used to be thought of as a really great company until one, until they weren't. Um, I, I think we've had some accounting companies that had some major issues that oh, were. Oh, Arthur Anderson. Oh, that was a great company until they weren't, right? So where are you putting your stuff? I don't know. Who, right? Is the company Literally, a great company? You don't know. Until it's not. <laughs> so keep it, keep it local too. At least have a copy local so at least you have the access to your data when you need to. Right. Exactly. John, thank you for your story. Yeah, thanks Thank for letting for, us know. For hearing me out. Yeah, man. All right, good luck. Thanks. Okay, All right, bye-bye. What a story. What yeah. a story. No matter where your data is, it's great until it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to John and Bethel next. What's happening, John? Yes, good morning. Um, I have uh, an issue that every time I try to find a uh, streaming service that will give me my local, you know, WFSD, VIT, the yeah. whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm in the western part of the state. Um, they they refer me to all the New York stations. Yes. So oh. If I get the streaming service, all I'm going to get is the you know, CBS, NBC, ABC out of New York, but I can't get the Hartford stuff. Right. But they I'm a contractor in Connecticut. I want the weather for Connecticut. I don't care about New York. Oh, do you, but, but you live in Bethel, so right? Yes. So they're, they're, mis they're misunderstanding your IP address. And this has happened to uh, me, too. I've, uh, I use the uh, Shield device, and I use YouTube TV. And occasionally, I'll log in, and it'll give me the wrong state's news, right? It'll, I'll be looking at, like, New York news or something like that. I'm like, what happened to my local stations? It's basically, it's called geofencing. 
your your IP address is understood to be within the Connecticut boundaries, but in this case, the service you're using is misunderstanding that information and giving you a different region's information. You really all you can oh. do, all you can do is reach out to the streaming service. Who are you using? Well, I I called Roku. I actually called them up. Yeah, and said uh, this is what I'm having. If I sign up for your service, um, you're saying this is the service I'm going to get. And it's all out of New York, and I, and I want the Connecticut ones because right. I'm a contractor in Connecticut. And you live I in Connecticut. That. And you live in Connecticut, right? Right. Yep. Yep. And it's like, now uh, your region is, uh, because you're in the Danbury area, it's classified with us as a New York Well, in, incorrectly, right? I mean, obviously, it's wrong. Yeah. So yeah, I know. So I'm, so you either have to decide to call them back and say, really, Connecticut's New York now, or... Um, get a different service. Um, well, I know the Gold Coast is part of uh, New York, isn't it? Well, it's still Connecticut. You're still gonna, you're, you still want to get t- you know TNH or what have you or down there in New Haven stations. I know. Um, yeah, I know. So they they can't dictate that you live in New York. Um, and even if you had an antenna, you probably wouldn't even get the stations you're being forced to no, look at. I already looked into that too. Right, which again I think has to do with how the contracts work, with how the broadcasting contracts work. It's all based on region, right? So, yep. Roku, whoever you're talking to, is reading a script. No, sir, you live in New York. I live in Connecticut. No, sir, uh, my my script says you live in New York. Yeah, <laughs> as as that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so you're not crazy, John. Um, you just either decide to punt Roku and go to the different service, but it's happened to me too. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. I'll try again. All right, very good, John. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. When I, when I travel down to Florida, I bring my shield with me, right? right? And when I, sometimes the shield will actually show me NBC30, which is kind of neat to be able to watch Connecticut news when I'm in Florida, right? Sure, I would think that that would be fun once in a while. It right? is, but then, of course, eventually YouTube catches up with the fact and says, wait a minute. You're not in Connecticut. I'm detecting a Florida IP address, Ooh. and it pushes the Florida uh, news. Of course, I could VPN, get a VPN going, and can find myself who knows where, what type of news I'd watch. Uh, actually, maybe with the VPN, it would confuse the thing so much that I would probably still be in Connecticut. Uh, um, you could set up a VPN on your home router. Yeah, have and, it come back. Yeah, and then you'd be anchored to Connecticut again. Right. But it does happen. I mean, it's all called geofencing, and that's just how the, the system works. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break here, get back to more of your calls. Three lines open for you. Gary, hang on, but feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC are the numbers. We'll be right back. All right, that's a little better for a Saturday morning. We're, we've had a new producer, Justin, in our 26 years of doing this or longer. We've had a lot of producers, so we're working on training Justin up right here. And he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. The number's three lines open for you guys. So feel free to get online, and uh, we'll do our best to help you out. If Roku thinks that you live in Dan- Danbury, but that's New York, not much we can do, unfortunately. Yeah. That's, that's Roku's problem. Let's go on to uh, Gary in Southington next. What's going on, Gary? How you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I very much enjoy your show. Oh, thank you. Um. Okay, so it's funny. Last week I was driving along and I was listening to your show and you had a a pretty humorous call from a gentleman who was talking about wanting to drop his Comcast bundle and you came out and um, uh, you said, go net speed. Yes. And the funny thing was that the very day before I actually dumped my Cox bundle and I went to go net speed. Uh, Uh, Oh, congratulations. You know, as far as that, I'm just, I couldn't be happier and it was just great. 
I did my due diligence, mm-hmm. but to hear your validation of them, you know, was really nice and, you know, yeah. so far, uh, so good. Yeah. Now, the question I have for you is this. Mm-hmm. I'm in a weird situation that, uh, you know, I had had um, my email, my TV, and, or I'm sorry, my internet TV and um, my phone through Cox. Yeah. Now, at some point along the line, I cut the cable cord, so we stream, and, and um, I use Roku, mm-hmm. and then I dropped um, the internet. The phone, I actually have to keep a landline because of the way my alarm system is configured. It needs a landline. Uh, I was actually talking to the, uh, to the gentleman who administers the alarm system, mm-hmm. and it, just, it won't work via Wi-Fi, so uh, for now at least... I'm stuck with a landline that we really don't use very much, but right. the, the alarm system needs to be connected to it. So I decided to give you guys a call just to see if, if there was an alternative you might be able to offer. Um, you know, it, uh, for a, I know that landlines are going the way of the dodo, yes. but some, some yeah. of us t- still do need them. And, you know, it, it, one of the things I really liked about switching to um, – Go net speed was, you know, I'm paying for the giga speed, mm. which to me is 100% worth it because my wife and I both work from home. Sure. And that's the price. Mm-hmm. No fees, nothing. Right. And, you know, even the installation, which was free, which was even better. Yeah. With Cox now having dropped my bundle, my phone service is 35 bucks a month, mm. uh, but it's actually 44.11 a month. With all the fees. Within, <laughs> you know, right? And there's, you know, so. Yeah, you get the, you get the war of 1812 that. tax just, on that. That's just part of it. So, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, mm-hmm. you know, is there any any sort of alternative you could think about? Are there other landline providers that that um, that exist? Well, there are, right? But they'd have to run the line to you. So, the only other landline provider in Southington is Frontier, okay. um, and they're yeah. going to charge you probably forty dollars a month as well yeah, for your old yeah, line. Either. So, and I know I, the the administrator for the system said, you know, flatly, you you just can't do it, uh, you know, voice over IP. It's just not going to work. Okay. Uh, because if if it was, then all my problems would be solved, and I, w- I wouldn't have well, to have a landline. Well, so voice over IP, right? So I wonder if there is some sort of analog, like emulated pots over to voice over IP box that might work. So. I'm going to do, do a little research during the break um, to see if there is one out there where you can go ahead and take a voice over IP UMA style connection, right? And then have it have a box on the other end that goes and emulates a plain old telephone line. That's a POT stands for, plain old okay, telephone. Okay, because, you know, when you were talking to that fellow last week, you did say UMA. Yeah. Who, you know, I have heard of them. Yeah. And I didn't, I had never really given it much thought. And I actually did, you know, I looked online. Yeah. But, of course, the first thing I saw was, yeah, voice over IP. I said, oh, okay, well, that, it may not be a thing for me. Well, so, right. Um, so he, the, the alarm guy is saying their system won't support voice over IP, but if we can adapt it somehow yeah. from voice over IP to POTS, that might solve your issue if, if a device like that exists. Otherwise, okay. what about cellular? Uh, a lot of alarm services are going cellular um, if you want to have a connection that way. This is not one of the brand name alarm services. It, it's a, it's a, a fellow. Um, he actually installed it for me 16 years ago. So we're dealing with you know a 16 year old technology. Yeah. And and he told me actually uh, the the main board that's in the box they don't even manufacture anymore. It's like well you know built in obsolescence. Right. Um, so I think just the fact that it, it, it you know it was put in my house in 2005 and things have come a long way since then. Even then, I'm not sure that cellular was really at the top of their mm-hmm. uh, list. You know. So he just didn't, you know, obviously he knows my wife and I both have cell phones, but he right. just didn't, um, he didn't seem to think that that was a viable option either. Is there a third party monitoring your actual alarm system or is it this yes. guy? 
Yeah. Okay, it's, it's, okay. it's an 800 number, and you know okay. they give us a call if, if something happens. Okay, so it does work. Low, you know, it does work. Like that. All right, let us do a little research, Gary, for you to see, and maybe if the listeners are out there, if they know of a way to translate or, uh, from voice over IP to POTS, to plain old mm-hmm. telephone for alarm systems, you're not alone in this problem, and everybody wants to get rid of their ridiculously expensive bundled cable $44 a month, 44 right. bucks. I, exactly. You know, why pay something? I mean, I, you know, full disclosure, I'm actually using that phone right now. But, you know, <laughs> why, pay, why pay that for a line that might, you know, we, we might use it four times a month. Right. You know, that, that's $11 a call. That's insane. All right, there's a guy on uh, on uh, what the other on the other line right now, but I I don't know that I can bring them both up. So Gary, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you go. Listen on the other line, so uh, on this to this caller and let's see what he has to say for you. All right, Gary? Yeah, thanks very much. I you're, appreciate it. You're guys. welcome. All right, bye-bye. bye bye. All right, so we're gonna drop Gary and bring up. Uh, it says available, but I think can I grab it right now? All right. So uh, Justin didn't give me your name, so you're just a mystery guy who knows alarms. <laughs> uh, it- Sure, Eric. It's uh, Bob Bentley calling. Oh, hey, Bob. Uh, hi. Um, I do a lot of alarm systems, and and the the the, the way it's going now is um, uh, doing internet backup with, I, I mean, internet service with cellular backup. Yeah. And and usually you would need to replace your your alarm panel right and 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 uh most likely the keypads but but the sensors that are are existing would still be usable gotcha so he could always bite the bullet and upgrade um to get that to work if we can't find some sort of weird voice over ip to pots device which i think dennis has been googling the heck out of all during this whole thing yeah do you you know if anything like that exists bob i have not seen that at all that's Uh, fine uh, yeah, but but um, the, the the way it's done now is internet with cell backup. Yep, yep. Well, I think it's great. Being wireless is a lot better than you know. The, you, you look at all the horror movies where the, what are the first thing they do? They cut the lines. Cut the phone right. lines. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Bob, thanks exactly. for thanks for chiming in. Appreciate it. Okay, Eric. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Yep. So, Bob Bentley. Um, he's a local technology type person out there, and says phone systems, sound systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's very well known in the Connecticut area. So. Yeah, so we'll try to find a solution for this. We'll get, we have four lines wide open coming up to the top of the hour here, and the news is going to be up next. We're going to be here till 11, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. But until then, the two pasty white computer geeks here in the studio need something to do, right, Dennis? So Yeah. Or we'll talk about our kids and our cats, and we don't want to do that. <laughs> so get Dude. online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. Everything we've talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. Also, think about the podcast. If you miss a show, you know, we talked about, we had a caller call in last week that wanted to understand what a podcast was. Um, you can go ahead. A podcast is a recording of our program you can listen to anytime. And you can actually subscribe to the podcast. It'll get into your device, whichever device you choose. You can go over to Odyssey and uh, or WTIC.com, subscribe to the podcast. And all, of us, all the shows on the station here have that. So you can go ahead and listen to any of the of this of the shows at any time you wish it doesn't have to be set times you know so, you know you're, you're off the rake in your leaves today right now but you can listen to us at three who knows whatever you feel like the podcast lets you do that so we're going to sip out for a quick break get back to your calls the, the lines are all ringing get, keep justin busy we'll be right back t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.